Shall we open our Bibles to Psalm 100? Psalm 100. Psalm 100 has only five verses, so we are going to read Psalm 100. Ready? Verse 1. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. We are going to read it again. Shall we read again? As we read, just remember what you read and focus on what we read. Psalm 100, make a joyful, you know what, you can also just join me. We have the scriptures on the screen. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. This morning I would like to title my sermon as Serve the Lord with Gladness. Can you say that with me? Serve the Lord with Gladness. You know, Psalm 100, as we read, as the psalm is titled, it is a psalm of praise and thanksgiving. It is a psalm of praise and thanksgiving. You know, serving God, this morning I want to talk about serving God with gladness. Serving God involves two aspects. Number one, giving glory to God. Can you say it with me? Giving glory to God. Number two, serving others. Serving God involves two components. It has two components. Number one, giving glory to God is serving God. And number two is serving others. You know, giving, Bible says, giving glory to God, which is due unto him. That means he deserves our glory. He deserves honor. He deserves worthy. Psalm 29 verse 2 says, give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. You know, scripture is asking us to give glory to the Lord which is due unto him. Serving the Lord, it's not always working in the kingdom of God, as not, not, go, not always going as a missionary or somebody. Serving God is also giving glory to God. You know, that's the reason we are here this morning. And number two, as I said, serving God is serving others. Jesus said in Matthew 25, 40, Whatever you do to one of the least of these, my brethren. Now Jesus looked at the beggar who are sitting at the side of the road and he said, you are my brethren. You know, sometimes we run away from people. But Jesus, looking at those who are poor, those who are downtrodden, and he looked at them and he said, you are my brother and sister. You are my brother and sister. And Jesus said, whatever you do, you did to one of these little ones, the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. 
So serving the Lord is giving glory to him and also serving the Lord is serving others. You know, these two happen not just on Sunday morning alone. They continue all through our lives. We are made to serve him. We are called to worship him. We are called to you know, bring his glory. We are called to give glory which is due unto his name. Teacher used to say that you know, every, even though our worship continues, sorry, even though our service stops here, but our worship continues. That doesn't stop. Serving God is part of us. We want to do it wherever. You, you know, that brother came forward today and just he wanted to give a glory to God, give a word of glory to God. Serving God continues wherever we go. And serving others also continues wherever we go. You know, this morning I just want to focus on giving glory to God. There are five elements of serving God in Psalm 100. You know, when I was reading the psalm over and over again, this is what I could find. I could match very well our, the Psalm 100 to our Sunday morning service. You know, I used to have questions in my mind. Why we need to do that this way, Sunday morning service? Why there should be four songs in the beginning? Why there should be an offering time? Why there should be a testimony time? And then why there should be a word of God? Can we do it another way? Can we start with preaching? You like that idea? Starting the service with preaching? Yes. Yes, but you are going to miss this preaching then. If you're, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yes. You are going to miss, miss the preaching, right? If I start the service with preaching, by the time you come in at 10.30, preaching is done. We'll try that one day and see how it works. Right? So when I thought about our worship service on Sunday morning, I could very well align our Sunday morning service to Psalm 100. And this is how it happens. There are five different elements of serving God. Can you say five different elements? Number one, church gathering. Bible says in Psalm 100 verse 2, you can look into your Bible. And it says, come before the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. We need to come before the presence of God with singing. We need to gather together in the morning and come here together in the presence of God to give him, give him glory to God. You know, God at times not only expects us to do the right things, God also, listen to me, God also expects us to do things with the right attitude. What is important? Our attitude is important most of the time. Isaiah 56 verse 7 says, Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. So we read in Psalm 100, we are called to serve the, serve the Lord with gladness. Now here God says, I will bring my people into, my, into the house of prayer and make them what? Joyful. Make them? What does it mean? When you come to the house of Lord, you are? You are? Joyful. You are happy. You are laughing, right? You are just enjoying the presence of God. Right? And continue reading that their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer of all nations. When God brings us 
every Sunday morning into the presence of God, God wants to fill us with joy. God wants us to receive the gladness that comes from the presence of the living God. Psalm 122 verse 1 says, I was glad, David says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. David says, I was glad. You know, somebody called me this morning and said, I'm going to church. Are you coming to church this morning? And what did he say? I'm so glad. Yes. Can you take me with you? I want to come to the church. I was glad when they said to me, come on, let's go into the house of the Lord. You know, God expects us to serve him with gladness. God expects us to serve him with joy. You know, this, is, this requires a good attitude from our lives. To come to the church, to the temple of God with the gladness. You know, think about it. This is the place where praises are made. This is the place where prayers are made. You know, this is the place where people are saved. This is the place where people are healed. This is the place where people are delivered. And this is the place where we just now experience the body and the blood of Lord Jesus. There is no reason why we are not excited when we are in the presence of God. Amen. Can I hear an amen from you? you know, God wants us to be excited when we are in the presence of God. God wants us to be happy. God wants us to be glad. God wants us to be joyful when we are in the presence of God. Because what of God says, you need to serve me with gladness. You know, sometimes we have a question. I just want to talk a little bit practical this much, not too much of theology. Sometimes we have a question. How many times I should go to? church in a week do we have that let's be honest do we have that question yes right yes 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 i see heads how many times i come i need to go to church you have sunday morning service sometime early morning service at nine o'clock and we have tuesday night prayer when we have thursday prayer and we have saturday prayer like thank god we don't have bible study how many times i need to go to church we have that question all of us but again, what is important is the attitude. It's not really how many times, but it is attitude is important. Are we glad when we want to come into the presence of God? Are we coming to church with joyful heart? If you ask me that question, I will ask you that question back to you. How many times you go to work in a week? How many times you take your children to daycare and school? How many times? Do you just, just do it once in a week? Six days. That tells you how many times we need to run to the presence of God. Amen. I won't hear an amen for this. Amen. So the Bible teaches that in the last days, listen to this. It is very important for us to go to church and fellowship with one another. Hebrews, we are reading from Hebrews chapter 10, 25. Listen to this. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. Some people do that. But exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day is approaching. You know, this morning somebody is standing here and telling, I think it's what you see this morning as he was preaching in the Malayalam service, he was saying that, do you worry about your children? Do you think that, you know, if your future is, your generation is in this, in this fashion, how our children's generation is going to be? How much force pressure they will have to deny God in every situation? And it is important to bring up our children in a very godly way. And the Bible says, as the day is approaching, do not forget. 
to get together at least once a week. You know, sometimes we work alternate weeks. At least try to come alternate week. And if you miss one Sunday, just make sure that you just come and run and join on Tuesday or some other prayer when something is happening at the church. You know, this fellowship is very, very important. And I'm sure if you leave this fellowship and go away, walk away, you will be tempted. You will be tempted. Right? You all appear to be saints now, but yes, I know. Yes? And nobody, you know, ever, nobody ever ask a prayer requests. Can you, have you seen ever anybody asking with the, coming with a prayer request? Pastor, <coughs> can you pray for my temptations? I have not heard that. We will be tempted and drawn into many things which will take us away from God. Fellowship is very, very important. Somebody was telling the other day, I am praying with that sister. I am spiritually well. That's not right. That's not right when that sister is down or the brother is down. You are down too. We need to come to the presence of God, this fellowship. You know, I keep saying that I am looking for, I am praying for the day when some of you will be able to say, Pastor, what you are doing is not right. Somebody will say, Brother, what you are doing is not right. Please, please correct your ways. Please correct your thing. You know, we need to edify, we need to exhort, we need to encourage, we need to instruct each other and that's how we can grow. That's how we can grow. We need all, I need all of you. I learn from all of you. And I'm sure you will learn from me. You will learn from other brothers. We need to be together as the days are approaching. So number one, we, God is expecting us to serve him with gladness. Five elements of serving God. Number one, church gathering. If you don't come to church, the rest of it is not going to happen. And God is expecting us to worship him in gladness. Number two, praise and worship. Throughout Psalm 100, the first verse says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. And second verse says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with what? With singing. With singing, praise and worship. Singing is part of serving God. Listen to me. Singing is part of serving God. Psalm 149 verse 1 says, Psalm 149 verse 1. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints sing to God a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints Psalm 33 verses 1 to 3 rejoice in the Lord O ye righteous for praise from the upright is beautiful praise the Lord with the harp make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings sing to him a new song play skillfully with a shout of joy you know, that's the very reason, that's the same reason why we need guitarists who know how to play guitar. We don't want guitarists who doesn't know guitar. We want drummers who, can, who know how to play drums. We know singers who knows how to sing skillfully. Skillfully. Listen to me this morning. Praising is part of the worship. Thanksgiving is part of the worship. Again, Psalm 100. How do we give thanks? By testifying him. God has done this in my life. Listen to me. So it's, simple. it's part of the service. Blessing his holy name. And Bible says, verse 2, come before his presence. In fact, verse 1, make a joyful shout to the Lord. Can you say that with me? Shout to the Lord. You know, we are not worshipping a dead God. Are we? No, right? We are not worshipping a dead God. We are worshipping a God who is alive, who is a living God. 
just want to talk to you a few minutes. Have you seen pe how people worship a dead God? Just a flashback into your nation, into our nation. Have you seen how they worship? No, in fact, yesterday I was looking at some of the videos, how they worship the dead God. They go procession, they carry the idols, and they all jump, dance, and shout, and march, and run, and do all these things. That's how they worship God. They won't carry the dead thing as a dead body, do they? Bible says, some of you have questions. Why should I open my mouth? Questions. This is the answer. Bible says, make a joyful shout. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. We are serving a living God. And inside our the church, our mouth is closed. It's the devil, brother. It's the devil, sister. If you're not able to open your mouth in the church, you know, I do uninformed house visits sometime. And before I lock the door, I could hear the screaming from inside. But when you come to church, silent. It's the devil. It's the devil. I'm sure it's the devil, work of the devil. If you are not able to open your mouth in the presence of God, it's biblical. Make a shoutful jaw, shout to the joyful shout to the Lord. We are here to encourage you. We are here to encourage you. Just try opening your mouth. It will be a blessing. Really, try opening your mouth when you stand in the presence of God. You know, I have seen brothers and sisters worshipping the Lord with their hands lifted up. You know, that's how the worship Bible says, Men, you lift up your holy hands. It's not a doctrine or it's not a church thing or it's not a, a denominational thing. No. It's the word of God. Why don't you obey when the word of God says something? Why not just holding on to your traditions? Forget those things. Forget those things. There are churches will ask you to get up and sit. Up, down. Up, down. No, we are not doing the warm-up exercise here. We are already warmed up. We are already warmed up. I just want to, you know, otherwise, you know what? I'm, very soon I'm just going to lay my hands on, on you and pray for you if you are not able to open your mouth in the presence of God. Yes. Yes, I'm going to do that. Right, Daniel? You'll join with me? Yes, okay. And Tijo, join with me. We are going to lay hands on people and pray for them if the devil is, you know, keeping their mouth shut. Bible says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Praising and worshipping and thanksgiving and blessing his name and making a shoutful joy to the Lord is part of worship. Singing is an important part of the worship. You know, a lot of people doesn't sing in the church. When the lyrics are going on, you know, we keep singing the same old songs every time. Some of our songs are just very old. The reason is at least you learn those songs. Not that we are not capable of playing new songs, no. At least we think that you learned that song. But in spite of that, you know, you won't sing that song. Listen to me, this is very important. A lot of people don't sing in the church. If you say, I don't know how to sing. Can you learn, by, learn singing by watching a video which says 10 steps to sing? Can you do that? How do you sing? How do you learn singing? By singing. How do you learn running? By running. 
How the child walks learning, sorry, learn walking? By walking. How do you sing? How do you learn to sing? By singing. When we are in the church, this sing. You know, some of us are more very conscious whether somebody will hear my singing. Sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. I mean, this is very important. I'm just, 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 just laughing. And with a smiling face, I'm just teaching to you. But it's very important. Sing to the Lord. When you are standing in the presence of God, close your eyes. Sing to the Lord. We have music, you know, with a high volume. It, your singing is not going to affect us. Just don't worry about us. Just sing. And your neighbor, when he or she sees you singing, she will start singing. Can you do that? Can I hear, see your hands? Yes. Amen. Just start doing it. It's our attitude again. Sing to the Lord a new song. The purpose of singing the song, first of all, we are fulfilling the commandment of God because God is saying, sing to me a new song. And not only that, you know, Bible says, be filled with the Spirit. In Ephesians 5, 18 and 19, 19 verse 19 says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Bible is also expecting us to sing, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. For whom? To the Lord. You know, when we in the worship time, when we sing, we are not singing because somebody is asking you to sing. We are singing to the Lord. You know, that's, that requires a learning. We need to know that. Why we are singing? We are singing to the Lord. Next time when you get an opportunity to sing, just sing along. Whether you know the song, whether the tune is known to you, just join with the singers and start singing to the Lord and that will bless you. Number three. Five key elements of the worship. Number three, deepening the relationship. We come here, we give praise and glory to God. And we have a good time of singing. At the end of the singing, at the end of the worship, verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, He is God. Is, it is He who has made us, not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. So at the end of the worship, what is happening is a deepening relationship. Listen to me, this is important. Acknowledging that He is God and we are His creations. You sing and give glory to God. And at the end of this worship, you realize that He is God. Now you come to an understanding with Him. And you acknowledge, you realize, and you give Him glory. You know, without, without somebody saying, your mouth will start saying, Lord, you are my God. I love you. You are my God. And your eyes will start watering without nobody knowing. Because you are connecting with your Creator. And you are acknowledging that he is a good shepherd and we are his sheep. You know what? Listen to this. Praise and worship prepares our heart for the next level. You know, that's what happens on Sunday morning service. We sing and we praise God and we are just ready. At the end of the praise and worship, our hearts are softened. Our hearts are melting in the presence of God. You know, a task of a worship leader. Now worship leaders listen to this. The main task of a worship leader is to lead the congregation into an atmosphere where their hearts are softened to connect with God. At the end of the fourth songs, fourth song, the worship leader must make sure you are led, you are motivated to connect with God. In other words, it's a waste of time. Everything is a waste otherwise. 
and that's what you do so the music is important the song selection is important the harmony is important the instruments are important and we need to play everything skillfully and the practice is important they together bring that atmosphere where your heart is softened you are able to listen and in the middle of all we'll see the spirit of god working and moving in your lives now at the end of the service we are doing two things we are acknowledging that he is god we have the holy reverence coming upon our lives we start praising god we acknowledge that he is god and the second thing we do there we surrender us completely in the presence of god now if our worship is not leading toward all of us to that there is something wrong the end of the worship we should be able to surrender our lives when i say surrender just falling at the floor flat i am nothing i am nothing you know if the worship is not able to bring you down from the level of pride in which we are and if it's not able to bring us down to the floor there is something wrong either the worship leader is not able to lead you into it or you are not able to just understand what we are doing here you know this is the reason why worship in the presence of god and we need to do everything with gladness that is important so our attitude is very important in the midst of all number 4 Let's read verse five, Psalm hundred, verse five. For the Lord is good; His mercy is everlasting. The moment I think about mercy, what comes in my mind is prayer. I don't know why. The moment I think about mercy, what comes in my mind is prayer. His mercy is everlasting. You know, mercy is one of the attributes of God. One of the many attributes of God. God doesn't give us what we deserve. what we deserve is punishment for our sins but god doesn't give that god delays i deserve punishment but god doesn't punish me immediately that is the mercy of god that is what is the mercy of god when we come together we need to ask for god's mercy in our lives i'm talking about why sunday morning we need to get together why it is important you need to ask god's mercy in your life and i need to ask god's mercy for my life time of prayer will ensure ongoing mercy in our lives how many of us need ongoing mercy of god all of us if we don't have the mercy of god we are gone anila was testifying this morning saying that don't take anything granted nothing is guaranteed we don't know what happens tomorrow because he holds tomorrow and we need his mercy and what makes sure us mercy in your life is prayer is prayer we need to ask god you know i need to prove that to you david knew the importance of god's mercy in his life every time when he cried out to god he says i'm crying out to god in my distress be merciful to me lord psalm 41 verse says hear me when i call psalm 41 hear me when i call oh god of my righteousness you have relieved me in my distress have mercy on me can you say that with me have mercy on me and hear my prayer when can we ask for god's mercy only in prayer on sunday morning when we come together in the presence of god and when we pray on tuesday evening when we get together in the presence of god and when we pray that's the time we can ask for god's mercy psalm 6 verse 2 says have mercy on me o lord for i am weak 
Oh Lord, heal me for my bones are troubled. He is crying out to God for mercy. Psalm 9.13 Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. You will lift me up from the gates of death. Listen to me. Psalm 38. I am reading from NIV. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. Psalm 28 verse 2 again from NIV. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help. As I lift my hands toward your most holy place. All David, all David crying out for God's mercy. When we come into the presence of God on Sunday morning, number four thing we do is we cry out to God for his mercy. Never forget. We need his mercy. Things will not work out. It appears that things are going smooth, but no, it's not. It's not. Telling you 100% it's not. It's just a temporary phenomena. Unless you hold on to God for his mercy continually. Continually. Number five. Psalm 100 verse 5. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. The last thing we do in a Sunday morning service. Is we preach the word. His truth. His truth endures for generations. To all generations. Word of God need to be preached. My question is answered very well. Why we do all these things on a Sunday morning? David knew that how our service is going to be on a Sunday morning. Who wrote the Psalm 100? We need to talk about his truth because his truth stands forever. I'll be done in five minutes, seven minutes. When we come together to serve the Lord, it is not only important that we sing praises to him, we deepen our relationship with God and we get, to get into a time of prayer for mercy. We also meditate. We also listen to the word of God. That's important. Without that, the service is not complete according to Psalm 100. Psalm 100 says, And is truth endures to all generations. What is truth? What is truth? In the truth in Greek, uh, literal Greek, in Greek, the literal meaning of truth is to unhide or hide nothing. Truth is what? Unhiding, hiding nothing. So truth is the reality. You know, there may be, you know, you know, you may get different ideas and different glimpses of various things, but truth is actually what it is. That's what is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. And the life. Jesus is the truth. John 17, 17 verse says, you know, here Jesus is crying out to Father in heaven as he was praying for his disciples. This is how he prayed. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Now we can't end the service without telling the word of God, without sharing the word of God. This truth must be preached. When we come together in the presence of God. That's very, very important. I want to read a couple of more scriptures and then it will be done. Truth does a couple of things. Listen to this. Truth delivers. Can you say truth delivers? Truth delivers. Reading from John chapter 8 verse 32. Jesus says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. 
If truth can set us free, there is something opposite to truth. Something which is not truth, truthful. What it does? It puts us into bondage. If truth can set us free, anything that we believe which is not true, it puts us into bondage. The bondage of sickness. The bondage of unemployment. The bondage of financial issues. The bondage of health issues. You know, so many things. Relationship issues. So many issues. God expects us to know the truth. How do we know the truth? Unless it is preached, you cannot know the truth. Sunday morning we preach the truth. We preach the truth. Number two, what truth can do? Truth sanctifies us. John chapter 17, verse 17, as we read, Jesus is praying, sanctify them by your truth. You know, this is like a water. This has a cleansing ability. When you read the word of God, as we are doing it right now, it's cleansing our soul. It's cleansing our soul. This is a very good cleansing agent, the word of God is. Number three, truth gives eternal life. John 6, 68. Simon Peter looked at Jesus and said, this is what he said. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. The truth is eternal life. Now we need to know the truth. Then we will be set free. We need to know the truth. Then only we will be sanctified. And we need to know the truth to go to heaven. It's important that we know the truth. Preaching God's word is important. This morning, I took you over, took you through, quickly through Psalm 100. And we are very well resembled. The Psalm 100 resembles to the worship that we do every day on Sunday morning. Let that worship continue in your life. Just to summarize the five elements of serving God. Bible says we need to serve the Lord with gladness. Never forget that. Never forget that there will be disappointments. There will be troubles. There will be discouragements on your way. But never fail to serve the Lord with the gladness. How do we do it? By gathering as a church. Do not neglect church. Number two, by praising and worshiping God. Number three, deepening our relationship with God. Number four, taking a time to pray for his ongoing mercy in our lives. Number five, a time to hear the word of God. Truth, because only truth can set us free. And only truth can cleanse us. And only truth can take us to the eternal home. Amen. Shall we all stand for a time of prayer this morning?